Fallout, a news podcast for geeks by geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome back to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. I am your host this week. My name is Chris Lockhart, and joining me on the line is my co-host in crime, Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? It is going well, Chris. I'm excited to go through, and I, you know, I think one of the fun things in this discussion is, you know, whether it's the two of us or our other co-hosts, just a lot of times we miss things. There's so much good stuff now, and this is a great way for us to discover other things to watch or read or experience, and I hope our listeners feel the same. Absolutely. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, yeah, it'll be just Kevin and I this week. Unfortunately, uh, Lillian has a, a convention coming up this week. Well, not unfortunately, but fortunately for her, uh, she's busy organizing a convention in B.C., uh, British Columbia. Um, this weekend and Ragnar, I think has some, some shows coming up as well. And I know he's busy, you know, hard at work getting stuff ready for the show. Cause this is, uh, his busy time of year. He goes to a lot of, uh, different markets and stuff leading up to the Christmas season. So this is a, a busy time for Ragnar. So unfortunately both him and Lillian are not with us this week, but Kevin and I are going to, uh, uh, carry on. Not that we have a whole lot to talk about in, in terms of geek news. At least I don't have a lot to talk about. Uh, and you think I would. I should. But uh, I, I got a few things. Um, first up, I just seen this uh, just prior to us recording. And I posted this on the group page. Um, apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen, I think I said his name right, um, also known as Borat, um, is apparently been tapped by the MCU to play Mephisto and he's going to apparently be making his first appearance in the Ironheart TV series. Um, so I, at, you know, the meme I shared on the group was, you know, um, Borat, uh, basically painted to look like Mephisto. Um, what, you know, which was funny, but I, I, Sasha Baron Cohen is actually a really good actor. And I think he could pull off, uh, you know, a, a, a scary Mephisto. I'm not sure how I feel about him making his premiere in Ironheart. Um, you would think he would show up in, you know, Doctor Strange or, or something like that. But, um, I, you know, like, I, I've been waiting for Mephisto to show up in the MCU. You know, we all thought he was going to show up in WandaVision. Uh, but it was just Agatha all along, which w w was cool. But, uh, you know, I really, I was hoping uh, Mephisto was, was the big bad, but he wasn't. Um, but I think, I think this is perfect casting. I think he, I think he'll do an excellent job. Uh, Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on, on this casting? Yeah. I mean, people that only know him as Borat or some of the comedy stuff, I can understand not seeing it. But he can do serious roles. He can do mm -hmm. anything, really. And I think even even the comedy part is going to be perfect for a role like Mephisto, 
because you need the devil to be charming and and talk you into things and seem compelling, but also twist and be horrifying in a moment as well. And I think he could pull it off. Yes. Um, I understand, like, okay, why Ironheart? Because, I mean, yeah, we, we thought we are getting Mephisto, you know, a dozen times already here. So why do it there? But I also, I don't think we're getting full-blown, you know, Red Devil Mephisto at the start. I think he's going to just show up here and there for, like, two minutes at a time in different shows and movies kind of manipulating things. Mm -hmm. So I, I think he'll look, you know, very human, no need for makeup, no need for CGI. We know who it is and what's going on, but he's just stirring the pot for a while before it goes full-blown Mephisto. Yeah, and and I really hope they go with makeup versus CGI with Mephisto. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like I, I, like, I don't think we need, you know, like, we don't need to create another Thanos you know, with Mephisto, like where, you know, he's a CGI character, you know, that's rendered, you know, using, you know, James, you know, uh, uh, James, Bro uh, no, not James Brolin, jo Josh Brolin. Um, like, I, you know, I think Sasha Baron Cohen in, in the makeup would be, would be perfectly fine. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and speaking of Marvel, uh, are you all caught up with uh, She-Hulk, Kevin? I am. Okay. Because um, there's a lot of controversy with She-Hulk. You know, um, a lot of... It's been receiving a lot of a lot of hate uh, from from certain fans and, uh, and critics. Which, to be fair, I don't... You know, like, I'm not in disagreement with... Uh, some other points. Um, but that being said, um, I thought she Hulk was perfectly fine, a perfectly fine series up until that last episode. Um, I was getting behind, you know, cause I don't know, like I've been a, a reader, you know, in the past of the John Byrne run of, uh, she Hulk, as well as the Dan slot, slash Peter David uh, run that, you know, happened in the 2000s. And, you know, I'm used to, you know, like the goofy Jennifer Walters. Um, I'm, I'm used to her breaking the fourth wall. I have no problem with that. Um, and I'm also used to, to a Marvel character, you know, because a lot of people, one of the reasons why some of the critics were upset was Daredevil. Like, Daredevil finally shows up in the MCU officially, you know, as Daredevil. Um, and then he kind of, you know, on, on She-Hulk, they felt like he uh, didn't look as, as cool as he should have. Um, you know, the whole walk of shame thing that happened. And you know what? I'm okay with it. Like, uh, like honestly, like... You know, you can, you know, it's still the same Daredevil, and he's still, you know, a, a, a badass. But when he's guesting in She-Hulk's book, or in this case, show, you know, he is going to be portrayed a little bit different because it's a different uh, vibe. It's a different book. Um, 
so I was okay with it, and and I liked the yellow suit that they they came up with on the show. Um, I'm 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 perfectly fine with that as well. Um, but like I said, I was fine with Shield until that last episode, and then I was like, uh, you guys kind of pushed it a little too far, um, in terms of fourth fourth wall breaking, and. You know, I kind of felt let, let down, but everything leading up to it, I was I was fine with. Um, but even that season finale didn't ruin it for me. I mean, you know, when season two comes out, I will watch it. I I do like Tatiana Musolani and that character. Um, you know, sometimes I think that you know maybe a criticism I would have of the show is you know there's a little too much. Uh, um, virtue, virtue signaling, I guess. Um, you know, like in that first episode when, you know, uh, she hulks talking to Bruce and, and, you know, she's saying, you know, like about controlling her anger. Well, I do it all the time, you know, like I'm, you know, when I'm getting cat called in the street, when, when, you know, uh, my male, uh, superiors ignore me and you know all, the, all this other stuff and i'm like eh, you know like it's uh, i don't know like you're 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 i think what bruce banner has went through is a lot worse than what you went through pre you know previous to her becoming she hulk um but it's like one of those things where they they the protagonist, the female protagonist is, you know, they push too far, um, in terms of making her, um, oh, what am I, what, what are the words I'm looking for? Like they, 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 to make her seem like she's overcoming something, even though she's really, I don't know. I'm, I'm just mumbling now. It's, I'm not making sense. Um, but I kind of feel like it's kind of like with what happened with Galadriel on the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, where they pushed her character so far that she was unlikable. And I mean, Tatiana Muslana, she she pulled it off. Like I still liked her character and everything, but I kind of felt they were uh, doing that virtue signaling a little too much. Like I think. You know, like, we should keep it light. It's She-Hulk. It's a comic book show. We don't need to, you know, be pushing, you know, political agendas, which I, I think, you know, kind of is getting inserted into our, into our entertainment nowadays. So, anyway, Kevin, I don't know if that made any sense, but, but what, what are your thoughts on, on She-Hulk? Alright, um... I enjoyed the hell out of it. And uh, like I was watching it with my kid and there were parts where we had to rewind and watch it again. Because mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't believe some of the stuff they were getting away with and some of the jokes and everything. Um, Jen meeting Kevin, the, you know, Kevin Feige stand-in yeah. robot <clears throat> algorithm thing was just hysterical. Then when she starts asking questions... About and when are we getting the X Men and winking at the camera? Yeah, I was losing it. Um, I thought one of the funniest lines was, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, 
Bree smashes things, I smash the law and Matt Murdock or you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, that's a funny line. Um the the Matt Murdock we got was more like because I mean so much Daredevil that we've gotten in, in comics and in media is all based on the Frank Miller run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's more to Daredevil than that. And a lot of this version we saw in She-Hulk is more like the Mark Wade version where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he can be serious and, and have a hallway fight and go up against Kingpin and stuff like that. And he could also just be a smart ass and banter with someone and, you know, be a little more relaxed. But I thought, you know, the second, the second last, you know, the episode that really starred him there, you got a great view of his powers. You got a great view of his confidence. You mm-hmm. get a hallway fight. You get a really interesting dynamic with the two of them. You know, just loads of fun for it. Uh, that, I mean, yeah, the last one with the fourth wall breaking and it was nuts. And I, my, my dad called me up. He said, I don't even know what I just watched. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, like, I, I thought my Roku messed up. I'm like, why did it go on the Marvel screen until she yeah. bust out of it? Yeah. You know, just crazy stuff, fun. And like like you said, it's the John Byrne and the Dan Slott runs for stuff. And just going crazy with it. I I think the... I think the trouble is we've never seen this before for Marvel. One, we, like, I kept telling people, this is Marvel doing a workplace sitcom. Mm -hmm. It's a superhero sitcom in a law office. Like, that's really what the show is. Yeah. Um, And and that helped people, like, okay, I can get into that. And then the episodes are super short and all. But we've never had Marvel doing a sitcom before. And we've never, like, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall, but not to this level. And and those Deadpool ones were Fox, you know, not MCU yet. So her just going crazy with this stuff. It's like even us with having you know the burn and and Dan Slot and just years of comic book reading experience, it was still a lot for us to see it happening on screen. Yeah. So people that are just watching these Marvel shows that don't do comics, I can only imagine how you know the how it was messing with their heads to figure this out. Um, I thought the show was just, I didn't have an issue with the stuff they're doing. Like, honestly, uh, I, I was talking to a coworker whose, um, wife is a lawyer and mm-hmm. that first episode happens and she's like, yeah, the amount of shit I've been through or had to be a part of, or I know from colleagues that we've all gone through and it's just hey, shut up, and you can either leave or you can go along with this. Mm-hmm. But nothing's going to change. There's no point in complaining about it. There's, like, you you got to suck it up and bury that rage and anger deep down and try to move forward, because the, the game's stacked against you if you don't. Yeah. Um, Bruce in the comics, and they don't, they touch on it a bit, but not really in MCU. But, I mean, he was abused by his dad, and that was mm-hmm. part of his rage issues and, and the personality separation. Jen wouldn't have that, but would have a lot of the same DNA so that she would, you know, be able to turn into a Hulk much, you know, easier so than that uh, the Hulk King 
thing that we saw for a little bit there. Yeah. You know, that's different DNA. But they, they call out the the trolls and a lot of the toxic fandom too. Like what is uh God, what the hell's the character's name? Oh, uh, her I assistant. Um No, no, the the one that turned out to be the leader there. Oh um with the with the scarf and glasses yeah. and you know. But anyways you know, he's like, unlike you, I've earned this. I'm like, you didn't earn shit. You stole her blood. Yeah. You had someone seduce her and sleep with her and steal her blood, and now you're going to inject it. You didn't earn shit. But that's the whole point of you have these people calling someone out. And, and honestly, they're making the point because it's a woman and saying, well, I, I got this the hard way. Well, no, you didn't. You just have an issue with her. Mm-hmm. I even, uh, I was in the comic store and we were over hearing people, you know, it's a comic store, so we all know a little bit more. Yeah. But we were over hearing people like, oh, it's She-Hulk. What about regular Hulk? What about Man Hulk? Why, why, why do they have to create this kind of crap in 2022? And we're all like, She-Hulk's <laughs> been around for a long time. Yep. And the whole reason that we have a She-Hulk and a Spider-Woman is because the studios making the TV shows mm-hmm. were going to create a She-Hulk and a Spider-Woman, and Marvel got there ahead of them, thankfully. Yep. So they could own the characters. Yep. I was like, this, this is a new thing for it. Um, And I don't, I mean, it's not... Yeah, we notice politics more, and especially people on social media would always point out, but think of the bad rap that like Star Trek would get through social media back then. Yeah. The... You know, Oh my God, Kirk, Kirk kissed a hurrah and they're pandering to us. Oh geez. These, these aliens are like half white and half black. And I know what they're trying to do here. Yeah. Like people would shit all over it. That is true. If, if we had those social media trolls, then the, like the, like with, with, um, with she Hulk, like the the like that finale. I think I would have been okay with it had it not been the finale. If it had been like episode eight or nine, and she's you know busting out of the screen and and you know going through the app and all that stuff and showing up at Marvel Studios, I I would have been okay with that. But for a finale, I wanted a f- finale. You know, like I wanted things to get resolved. Yeah. You know, like I wanted just a straight up episode. Um. To, you know, and like I said, it's not that I hated it, but that's where it kind of lost me into that final episode. Because to be honest with you, it kind of reminded me of the fi- the series finale of Star Trek Enterprise, where it was like all a holodeck simulation for Kirk and or for uh, Riker and Troy. Um, yeah. If that had just been a regular, like if they would have not had the the series finale end with that episode and they just put that episode like earlier on in the season and ended the season with the second last episode which felt more like a series finale than the series finale did i would have been okay with it it would have been just a one-off oh you know like we're breaking you know like the fourth wall type of thing star trek style of course um i would have been okay with it but the fact that they had it as the series finale that's why it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that episode even though it's not a bad episode per se um just the fact that it was the last one you know and i kind of feel that way with she this this episode had it been episode nine 
or no, I guess that was episode nine. If it had been the, the second last episode. And then we just ended on a more traditional, you know, She-Hulk episode, I would have been okay with it. Um, and I was expecting, like, like you said, traditional. I was expecting, you know, a big fight at the end, like classic superhero thing. But with a She-Hulk twist. And I don't mean She-Hulk twist like, <coughs> like what we got. But I really thought the ending was going to be, like, a giant fight, her and Titania, you know, smashing through, you know, streets of L.A. or whatever for a big <laughs> fight. But having, like, a really witty banter, fourth, maybe fourth wall, or at least wink at the camera conversation as they're fighting. Yeah. Like, I thought, you know, they'd be throwing each other around. She'd be like, I just threw you through a building. Your costume didn't tear at all. Who did you get that from? And, you know, like, they would talk shop or stuff like that yeah. while they're kicking each other's ass. Like, I thought that would be fun. Well, and, and also, know, the, um, I saw stills of leading up to the episode, like, where, the, you know, there was a still of the Hulk and the Abomination. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see that. And then it didn't really happen. You know, like, I was like, oh, man, I wanted to see that rematch. Um. And plus, it was now, like the I, first time Ruffalo's Hulk is meeting against the Abomination because you know in the yeah. 2008 movie it was uh, Edward Norton. So now, I, I was just was, a little uh, disappointed. Th there's a picture uh, it said reunited, and it was a picture of Lou Fringo and uh, what's his name Rex something that played Daredevil in the Trial of Incredible Hulk. Yep. And then Hulk and Daredevil, you know, Matt Murdock hanging out there and She-Hulk. I'm like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. But I, I think I know what's missing from the finale, Chris. I put it together. I think I know what's missing and what would have made you and other people appreciate it more. What's that? We didn't get the return of Madison. Madison. Two, two N's, one Y, and it's not where you think it is. Oh, Right. Yes, she was fantastic. I loved her. We, if she came back in the last episode, it would have done it. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for her to show up. Like, it's crazy. Like, her episode came out, and then it was like the next weekend, it was the Edmonton Expo, and they got her as a guest. Just based oh, on really? that. Yeah, just based on that one episode. So I saw her. I saw her at, at her autograph table, and she's, you know, very beautiful in real life and everything. But I have no idea what other anything else she's ever been in but i love that character and and i mean we got Juan. we saw you know we got Juan in the yeah. fi finale i'm like where you know where where's his friend you know like i was hoping there's you know gonna be a romance or something brewing there i wonder if they had uh, if they did not expect her to blow up the way that she did oh yeah she she totally blew up like yeah so they got they, they yeah she's definitely coming back in for season two um but yeah, even if Wong appears somewhere else, you got to have her just to the side. Yeah, I hope so. Like, I hope when they go to Carm, uh, what's it called? Carmitage? Car Car something like that. Yeah. Carmitage, yeah. I'm hoping she's there, you know, because she's there. Abomination will be there. Um, you know, it, it would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, speaking of, you know, about the trolls, like, I, I just find it funny, um, you know, when it comes to critics, you know, because one of the things that Marvel, uh, the MCU has been accused of is uh, using a cookie cutter formula. 
you know, for their movies, right? You know, they're all the same, you know, you know, everyone says they're all the same, you know, you know, except with the exception of like Infinity War, Endgame, and a few others. But usually they all follow the same formula, right? They all, you know, you, you got your hero who's a reluctant hero. You know, he goes through, he or she goes through some trials and tribulations, and there's a big battle with the big bad guy towards the end. And then you got your 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 finale. And Marvel gets accused of of doing the same thing. And arguably, like I can I can see some of the criticisms, um, because really Doctor Strange is kind of like a redo of Iron Man, only with magic. Like when you really think yeah. about it, that's kind of it's kind of very similar. Um, but you know that's comics. I mean, these characters, a lot of them have, you know, somewhat similar origins. But when Marvel does something different, like WandaVision or sh- this show, She-Hulk, uh, the critics go absolutely nuts. They're, you know, oh, Mar- you know, She-Hulk's destroyed the, you know, the MCU. You know, the MCU's never going to recover. It's like. All right, you you accuse, on the one hand you're accusing them of doing the the same thing for all these different movies, but when they do something different, you're mad at them because they didn't do you know something that was like all the other movies. See, it's like you you you, you can't make anyone happy like so, for some of these critics. Like you you know, either it's all the same or it's it's too different. Well, you you absolutely have critics that don't want to watch the Marvel movies, but they're the movie critic for that newspaper, magazine, media outlet, mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I've even seen articles where they'll start with, I don't usually watch these movies, but, or I don't usually like these. Then why are you the one reviewing it? Yeah. There's no one else in the office that can go see it. Um, Black Adam's at like a 52% right now in Rotten Tomatoes. And I'll guarantee a lot of the re- reviews are like, well, I don't usually watch The Rocks movies, or I don't usually watch superhero ones. All right, then get the kid down the hall that does watch them to yeah. give me the review. Yeah. And there's also, like, and so they're, oh, they're already coming in negative to it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, you and I have read and watched it up and, and tried writing things and all. Like, there's only so many stories. Mm-hmm. So eventually, yeah, stuff's going to be similar. All right, uh, Black Adam comes out this weekend. I'm going to take a guess that at the end, uh, you know, Black Adam and the Justice Society there start, you know, getting closer together and realize they're on the same side and have some sort of alliance. At the end of Act 2, one of them, you know, uh, something happens and the group separates and maybe they're all mad at Black Adam. Black Adam's like, screw you, I was on my own before, I'll be on my own now. Mm-hmm. And then he has sort of revelation that he should be a hero and be part of the group, and he comes back in the last moment to save the day. Okay, it's also Han Solo leaving with his money and appearing at the last moment to save the day. It's also a hundred other things. Mm-hmm. Where at the end of Act 2, the group separates, we have an argument, and then they come back together in Act 3 and save the day or have the party or whatever the thing is yeah. to culminate the movie. There's only so many stories but it's okay. How what how well are you going to tell the story? What new wrinkles are you going to add to it? How are you going to entertain me, despite me knowing this? You know, mm. um, I you know it's. I don't even want to say it's like hearing a cover of your favorite song, but it's, you know, the the thing that I've compared other stuff to, um, 
because uh, when I when I was a kid, my mom used to watch figure skating all the time mm-hmm. for the Olympics. And they'd say, okay, well, here's what we're expecting from this person. All right, we know you're going to do this move. We know you're going to do this move. We know you're going to finish with this move. We've seen you practice your routine for the last week, and it's the same routine. How well are you going to do it? How much am I going to be entertained by seeing you do the thing I know you're going to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the movie still, I know what I'm getting into when I'm going to a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Doctor Strange and Iron Man are very similar. But also, I saw Iron Man. I saw stuff I never saw before. And mm-hmm. it was really cool and really fun. And he's super charming. And I went to Doctor Strange, and there's a new thing I've never seen before. And he's really good and really charming. So I, I was wrapped up in the whole thing mm-hmm. of it. I'm not going to have, you know, my life change. And I'm not going to see, like, you know, what I think is going to be the best picture because, you know, the writing is incredible and something brand new and fresh that changes lives and the directing and the acting all. No, I'm going to watch a superhero movie and be entertained for two, two and a half hours. Yep. Well, well, not only that, but Marvel, I mean, they've proven this. They, they have the ability to build the things and we know there's there's big things coming down the line with with those two avengers movies and there's thunderbolts movie announced you know so you know like shows like she hulk and and you know these different movies that have recently come out you know they're all building towards some you know something and marvel you know like I, i have faith in marvel you know like i mean infinity war and endgame two of my favorite movies of all time they like just phenomenal and i mean it took 20 some movies to build up to those uh in in less than 10 years well no i guess 10 years at that time um you know because iron man was 2008 and then infinity war was 2018 so like in the span of 10 years you know they built up to this you know i and i'm i'm fine with that you know like um and and with these these uh, MCU shows, I'm fine with them doing different things. Like I'm okay with seeing, you know, Daredevil getting it on with She-Hulk. Like I like I'm okay with that. Like you know, we're getting a Daredevil TV series, uh, a Born Again um, show, and you know, like I I imagine it's probably going to be more in line with the Netflix series rather than what we you know the way he was portrayed in She-Hulk. But I'm cool with that too. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, doing something a little different, but also doing things the same. Um, and I, I really, I don't know, I just find it funny that all these critics are are um, jumping on, you know, on Marvel for different things. But, but you know, just en- enjoy what, what, what they're giving us. Um, and, I mean, a lot of these critics you know, said, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, uh, that the superhero movie was going to go to the wayside. It was going to be like overdone. It was going to be like the Westerns, you know, like how, you know, back in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, Westerns were all over the place and then it got to be too much. And then, you know, they stopped making them, um, you know, and they would just only come out periodically. That doesn't seem to be the case, you know, like we're getting, you know, more superhero movies coming, more superhero TV programs. 
um, you know, no, like I, I hate throwing shade at, uh, the Arrowverse, but I mean, She-Hulk is still better than anything in the Arrowverse. Um, and I, I say that, yeah, I hate throwing shade at them because, you know, Arrow really, um, stepped it up a notch in terms of, of, uh, superhero tv you know back in what was it 2012 when that came out i think initially and then you know they they you know they built a uh tv universe around it and you know it got a little long in the tooth after a few years but you know kudos to them you know i think that's what why we got shows like uh daredevil and luke cage and all and iron fist and jessica jones was because they were looking at what dc was doing it was like hey we can do that too um and thankfully kevin feige you know it seems to be picking and choosing you know what he wants to take from that because he had no no stake in in those netflix series uh but you know he's charlie cox is coming back as daredevil which is amazing i i really did not want to see that character recast um hugh jackman's coming back as wolverine in deadpool 3 so again amazing um so yeah i i'm 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 still with marvel and i think you know you don't have to like everything that marvel does you know like i i think that's you know a lot of these critics like they expect that they have to like, you know, they're, they want to like everything, but you don't have to like everything Marvel does. As a comic book reader, I don't read every Marvel comic book. You know, like I have my, my characters I like to follow are, you know, writers, artists, I like to follow. And that, you know, tends to dictate a book that I'm going to be reading. But sometimes even then, you know, I'll drop off a book because I'm not really liking the direction that they're going. So I, I, I opt out. That's just comic books, you, you know, and I, and I think, you know, these critics and some of these viewers don't realize that, like, you don't have to like everything that they're doing, but it doesn't mean everything they're doing is going to be bad. But anywho, uh, went on a little longer than I thought I was going to about She-Hulk, <laughs> you know, I, I liked it. I, you know. Again, like I said, with that final episode, but I'm I'm looking forward to season two. Um, that's really all I got, Kev. Do you have anything for uh, geek news this week? Well, uh, I mean, we can continue with Marvel, but all the movies got pushed back. Again, I totally missed that. What? Uh... Uh, maybe a week or two ago. So. The rumor is that the Blade movie is just kind of a mess right now, so they need oh, more time. Right, yeah, I did. I do remember hearing that. And same with even the Deadpool movie, I think, got pushed back again. Yeah, so they pushed back Blade, which pushes back Deadpool, <clears throat> which pushes back uh, Secret Wars, which pushed back Fantastic Four. There was like four or five movies. And and Marvel just like sets their dates. All right, we got a February yep. movie, a May movie, and a like November movie or whatever. Yeah. So they just shifted. All right, it was going to be February. Now it's May. It's going to be this. Now it's that. So they just shifted everything. Um, but then like now I think it was supposed to be a couple months in between Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. And now it's going to be like a year, hmm. which is honestly probably good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and and it will give everyone more time to do stuff. But it, it sounds like they're so tightly woven that you can't have them come out out of order. Blade being later, okay, then Blade sets up this, so we can't have it come out after that because mm-hmm. it has come out before, and then it just shifts everything. Um, but then the other interesting thing, like Armor Wars was supposed to be a TV show, and once they got going, they're like, this really makes more sense as a movie. Like, let's yes. just do a two-hour movie instead of six hour-longs. And then uh, Werewolf by Night was actually very successful, and they have the Guardians uh, holiday special coming up in December. Mm-hmm. But they're also, uh, apparently they're going to do Nova, finally. I've been calling it for years, they're going to do Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to do him as like an hour-long mini-movie on Disney+. Plus. And it sounds like some of the other movies and TV shows, they might... Uh, rework into these like hour long mini movies on Disney plus. And I think it makes sense. Yep. Like I, I get, okay, this isn't quite a movie, but is it quite a movie does not mean do six hour long episodes though. Yeah. If it's not quite a movie, like apparently blade at this point could be one of these hour long movies, but I, I get that they wanted to have it in theaters. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm, all for it. Like, why not? You know, we had one shots and annuals and, you know, all sorts of stuff for comics. So why not have that for the shows too? But yep. I loved, I loved werewolf by night. I thought that was so good. Um, looking forward to this guardian special. I've been guessing from like toys and cartoons for years that they'll bring Nova in and they're just making kids familiar with the character now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, um, for the amount of characters that we're going to have introduced for this next saga, I'm all for, you know, like a Wednesday or Thursday or whenever it goes up. Oh, hey, there's an hour long movie on Disney Plus now for a new Marvel one. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need it. I'll be theater experiences for it. Not, not that I don't mind that. I'm certainly looking forward to Wakanda <clears throat> Forever next month. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm all on board for that. Like, you know, I, I've been saying for a while that some of these, um, you know, back in the day, like when they used to do serials in the movie theaters, yeah, like, like that's what this kind of reminds me of, and I, I'm cool with that. Um, it, and, and if we if we were going to theaters every week, like I, I think the serial format could still work, but you would need to find a way to get people to the theater every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I mean, imagine if Marvel did that as an experiment for a summer. Yeah, like, that'd be hey, cool. we're going to, yeah, like for the next four weeks, we're going to have like a half hour of three different things. And then you'll come back the next week and watch the second half hour. Mm-hmm. And so you end up getting like three two hour movies a half hour at a time. Just for the heck. Call it Marvel Comics Presents. Mm-hmm. T- take a Take a name from the comics. And just see what happens with it. You know, and maybe a week's too much. Maybe if you're like, here's 30 minutes of three different shows for June, July, and August. Here's what we're going to do for the summer. Yeah. Like, I think they'd make a fortune. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would be all for that. But they they also, they could probably do it as a Disney Plus thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, here's our, our, I don't know, do it as like a, I mean, I don't know when, I, I remember my grandfather talking about, you know, go, you spend your five, ten cents, whatever, and you're at the theater all day long mm-hmm. because, you know, you got your movie, your serial, your news, your cartoon, you know, whatever going for it. And I, I don't know if it was like on Saturdays or what, but if Disney did something like that, like here's an old theater experience, and honestly, use their archive. If I mm-hmm. could pay, you know, all right, I'm, I'm putting on my theater ticket and I'm going to see something new from, oh shit, why not do all of it? Why not have something Disney, something Marvel, something Star Wars? You know, maybe an old thing, maybe a new thing too. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, the Disney Saturday experience. I don't know, something like that. The, yep. Oh, the wonderful world of Disney. Yeah. Jeez, Chris, we got to get hired from a marketing team. Yeah, it's, I know. It's a, yeah, instead of the Sunday Wonderful World of Disney on TV, which they don't do anymore, if it was like the Wonderful World of Disney at the theater and you get like a little bit of everything yep. every weekend from Disney, oh my God, they'd be packed. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm telling you, like, you know, they got, like, hopefully someone's listening to this podcast. Because we got so <laughs> many good ideas. And, I, I, you know, to add to, to the news, um, I, I reported, I want to say two months ago, that uh, Meghan Markle got a deal with Spotify. Like, I think they paid her, like, $25 million to, to do podcasts. And her podcasts suck. You know, like, it's like, <laughs> pay us that money, and we will entertain people. Um, yeah. Because I was, I was just actually watching on YouTube. Because um, her most recent episode... She was talking about, um, cause she used to be one of those briefcase girls on deal or no deal. Um, she, she was girl or briefcase 24. Um, and I didn't realize girls had their specific briefcase, but apparently that was a thing. Um, so she, yeah, with, uh, Howie Mandel, he would, you know, de- deal or no deal. And, and she was one of the briefcase girls and, and there's footage of her, you know, in that, um, on that show, but now in the mo- in her most recent episode of her podcast, she's talking about how um, she uh, I can't remember how it was worded. Basically, she felt like she was being victimized for having to do that. Um, uh, she was talking about archetypes and and how you know uh, she was you know made into this, you know, archetype of being this pretty girl wearing, you know, these, you know, short dresses, you know, on these game shows. And I'm like thinking to myself, nobody forced you to do that. Like you, you, you obviously, you know, applied for the job, auditioned or whatever, got the job. And like, I mean, every footage I see of her from those days, which I think was like 2008, something like that. She seems pretty happy. She's smiling. She's, you know, opening those briefcases. Like, I, I don't see, I really don't see anyone being, you know, victimized or anything. Like, I don't know. Like, she, I just really don't think she's a good person. And uh, I think Spotify could, you know, invest their money in, in better podcasters. But... Anyway. Also, it's, like, Deal or No Deal was not, like, 
I wouldn't say that was exploitive. It's not like she said, oh, I regret, you know, doing porn or something like that. Like, yeah, you're in these beautiful dresses. You interact a little bit with the contestant. You're just standing there, you know, showing off the briefcase. Your hair's all done. Your makeup's all done. You're not like, you know, in something skimpy. You're not in a bikini up there. You're not, you know, being sexually harassed. Uh, on, on camera, at least, uh, you know, who knows what would happen backstage or anything. Yeah. But, like, for what your job was, that wasn't a bad one. Yeah. You know, there's there's much worse, more exploitive shows that a lot of women regret doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It seems like she's just, I don't know. She's trying to make herself into some sort of uh, martyr, like a victim. And it's like, no, you, you've had a pretty privileged life. You know, like you, you were on TV, you did a TV show, you married a prince. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I have a hard time. I, I think she's trying to be relatable to people, but she's not relatable. It's like, no, you you have no idea what uh, what it's like to live in the real world. Like, you've... No. Like, I don't know. But, anywho. Uh, did you have any other news, um, Kev, before we move on? I think the Marvel ones were, like, the biggest thing that I saw. Yeah. All right, um, well... It, it's, like, th- this time always gets rather quiet, too. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as people are, you know, uh, we're going into the, the big fall holiday season. Yeah. And I, I can't really think of any new trailers or anything that's dropped lately that... I know the new season of the... The trailer for the new season of The Crown drops tomorrow, I think. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think that's the last season of The Crown. Or maybe there's another one. I can't remember. But... Actually, I think there is another one after this one. But, but anywho, uh, let's move on to our final segment of the evening, and that is our brain candy segment. And, dear listener, if this is your first time listening to us, this is the segment where we talk about things that we're watching, reading, listening to, you know, whatever. And then we'll make it a pick or a pan if, if we so choose. Um,. So, Kevin, what do you got first up for brain candy this week? All right. So, I finished reading. I've been mentioning it for a while there. I finished reading all of the boys. And I'm still very conflicted. So, I watched the first episode of the show. And I'm still a bit conflicted. But I think watching first episode of the show, and, and some stuff's similar, some stuff's different. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just what happens for adapting something. But uh, a feeling that I had while reading it, I think it's going to become more uh, concrete as I go along with the show. Because mm-hmm. a, show, a show has a writing staff. You have a show runner. Um, frequently, your, your actors will say oh hey what if my character did this you know depending on what sort of actor they are and how immersed they are in the character 
while the comic is, you know, one writer and he'll write for his artist and sure the artist can suggest things, but for the most part, we got one writer for the whole thing. And, uh, that's Garth Ennis for the boys. Mm-hmm. And he did uh preacher. He did Hitman. He's done, uh, a lot of Punisher comics. You know, he, he, he's got a good, uh, uh, you know, list of work that he's done. And I think one of my thoughts as I'm going through this is, uh, I don't think he knows how to write women. Um, there's just a lot that happens in the boys. I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil it for anyone. And, and again, yep. I'm just starting the show now. But even like the main woman, uh, Annie January, Starlight, yep. is she? she's a great character in the comic, but something always feels like it's fallen short for her. Mm-hmm. There, there's all, like the whole time, like, you could be doing so much more with her. So much more. Why? Why are you holding back on this character? What's going on? And the first episode of the TV show, I saw all the stuff I wanted to see. I'm like, that's what I should have seen in the comics. Yeah. That version of it. And you can't do it. So then I got thinking back to Preacher. I got thinking back to Punisher. I got thinking back to his war stuff. I'm like, oh, like he could, he could create an interesting female character. Like Tulip and Preacher is an interesting character. Mm-hmm. But you always feel like he doesn't know how to make them as interesting as the males. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like once that, once I realized that I can't not see it now. It's yeah. everything that he does. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, 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 I'm still uh, like, I read all of the boys, so nearly a hundred issues between like the main series and the mini series. Yeah. And the show's up to season three now. So I'm trying yeah, God knows when I'll get through it all. But, and I'm cur- like, now they know the full story. I I want to see where the show goes, but I really think that he has certain faults. Like, it's a great idea. It's a great concept. I think he has certain faults, and I think the show is going to be able to solve those. Mm-hmm. Um, like I haven't read. All of the, like, the boys, I think I've only read, like, the first couple trades. Um, but I will say, like, my own opinion, I think the show's way better. Um, and I totally get what you're saying about the way he, he writes women. Um, and I mean, that might be just a, a shortcoming in the fact that, I mean, he's a guy and, and sometimes, you know, male, male writers can't write for, for female characters as well as, you know, a female raider can. And some, some do, like some, but I mean, this might be a, a hang-up that he has, but I think the show does a better job of, of fleshing out the female characters, especially um, one character that was gender-swapped for the show. So in the, in the comic, the character is a, is a man, but in the, in the show, uh, they have a, a female character. Uh, character in 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 that in that character's place um and she's and she's awesome like she you know good actress good addition to the to the show uh, in season two um but yeah 
I really, really enjoyed uh, the boys' TV show um, a lot more than the comic books. But anywho, uh, Kevin, did you have anything else you wanted to throw out there? Um, let's see. Oh, so uh, continuing to go through all the uh, everything DC animated here over the last little while. Uh, one of the ones because uh, you got tons of DC animated movies, but you got about ten or fifteen of them that are one long storyline. The DC animated universe. Yep. And I finally watched the Suicide Squad one. Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Then they have the opening graphics, and it all clicks. Uh, That Suicide Squad cartoon movie is DC Animation doing Grindhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're into, like, that type of movie, it's using DC ones and using animation and pulling off that type of movie. And I was going crazy for it. Like over the top and it's violent and it's, and there's all sorts of jokes and ridiculousness. And it's got like my, my favorite grindhouse pacing is a bunch of crazy stuff happens at the beginning to set it up. Mm -hmm. And then we have all the character building and development and them learning what's really going on for the middle part of the movie and not a whole lot of action. And then everything goes crazy at that. And that's exactly what they did too. Yeah. Like this is amazing. And I mean, that movie came out probably like four or five years, you know, whatever the first uh, live action one came out, they dropped this around the same time, but it's, it was loads of fun. They're all on HBO max too. Yeah. But Holy crap. That was so much fun. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time. I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. I I I was so unaware of what was going on in it or anything, but I got that was just good. Excellent. Um, all right. Um, did you have anything else, Kev? Before I no, go ahead. Around? Okay. Uh, real quick, I think it was last episode I had mentioned that I went and watched Clerks 3 in theaters. Yeah. Um, I still stand by that. It's a great movie. I see a lot of a lot of people are criticizing it, saying it's not that good. I, I would argue and say it, it it's definitely a good movie. I think it's a, um, it's a fine trilogy of movies, like with Clerks, Clerks 2, and Clerks 3. Um, and I went and... Because Jane Silent Bob reboot came out, was it 2018? I think that movie came out. Um, and I remember, uh, like, I when it first came out um, digitally, I bought it, and I remember watching it the one time, and I never did go back and rewatch it because I remember thinking it was okay, but it wasn't that good. Um, so I, I know I've had some people ask me, is it better than Jane Silent reboot? Trying Silent Bob reboot because I guess a lot of people didn't like that movie, and it is a lot better. It is a lot better that movie because I went back and rewatched it because you know I wasn't real, wasn't really clicking, and yeah, it really wasn't that good of a movie. I uh, it, it was okay, but Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, um, the two thousand one film, is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Like I I, I 
think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, it's not even close. Like, it's, um, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, 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 it had its moments, but it wasn't that good. But Clerks 3 is definitely a lot better. Um, and I'm really happy that Kevin Smith uh, went back to the well and uh, did Clerks 3. Which I've also bought digitally. Because it, it came out last week digitally. And it was only like 15 bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that. Um, so I'm in the process of, of re-watching it again. Uh, but for this week, I'm continuing with, with my movie theme because I've, I've been watching a few movies lately uh so my wife and i went to the theater this is about three weeks ago now um because we didn't we you know we didn't record uh a couple weeks ago uh and i went and watched that movie uh that is called don't worry darling this is the the one with uh chris pine uh henry St or harry styles uh, it was directed by olivia wilde uh with and florence Pugh's in it it's the one that um, has been. There's been a lot of controversy because uh, Olivia Wilde was is the director of the movie, and supposedly her and Harry Styles uh, started hooking up during the filming of this movie when she was still married to. Um, is it Jason Sudeikis? Is that who she was married to? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Florence Pugh's friend, you know, friends with them. So you know, now she's mad at, at Olivia Wilde and. Uh, I want to say in Venice at the movie fe movie festival, like there's that thing where uh, Florence Pugh wouldn't she she wasn't doing the publicity and she you know when she did show up like she was you know like wouldn't go near Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles supposedly spit on Chris Pine and so anyway there's all this you know controversy surrounding the movie I was like I gotta go see this movie I gotta see what you know what's going on here. And I gotta say, I actually liked it. You know, um, I don't know how well it's done, but I know for, like, for myself and for my wife, like, we went in and watched it. You know, it's not the greatest movie ever, but I, I, I liked it. Uh, I, I liked where they were going with it. Um, I, my prediction going into the movie, like, I, like, you know, the first, you know, part of the movie, I'm like, Oh, I bet you, you know, like I bet you the twist is, you know, it's going to be this. And it, it it and it wasn't, it went a different direction. Uh but I I I liked it. I liked the I liked the twist. Um you know, I th I thought it looked good. It uh like I said, not 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 the greatest movie I've ever watched, but I thought it was pretty good. Um I'd give it a, you know, a good 3 out of 5 uh for a star rating. I would I would recommend it. Maybe not Wait till it comes out on on um, you know the movie channel or something or Netflix or wherever it ends up going. Um, but for for my wife and I, you know, it was a nice you know day out at the movies. It, it was good. Um, you know, and all of, like Florence Pugh was great. Harry Styles was great in it. Uh, Chris Pine was good in it. You know, people supposedly his character Olivia Wilde based him on Jordan Peterson. Um, the the uh, Canadian um, academic who um, okay. uh, he he speaks out for a lot of uh, against you know um, he's very right leaning with his political views 
I actually like him. Um, you know, I, I follow some of his, uh, uh, debates and stuff. And, and I, I think he's right. Like he's, um, in a lot of his views, like I, I, I don't subscribe to anyone's views, you know, absolutely. Like some people do, like, I know that he's got a huge following. Um, and supposedly Olivia Wilde based Chris Pine's character on him. And I don't see it. Like when I heard that, I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see Jordan Peterson at all. Um, I feel bad for the guy because he, you know, like Olivia Wilde and, and different, you know, liberal, um, folk kind of, uh, give him a hard time. I mean, he gives it back, but, um, I just, I, I don't see the, the comparison. I, I really, I think, I, I don't really think she based that character on that. I think she's just saying that. Um, and actually like Jordan Peterson, I didn't realize he's actually from my, my wife's hometown. Um, my, my, uh, wife's aunt actually went to school with him. So yeah, it was crazy. Like I, I've been following Jordan Peterson for years, you know, listening to his lectures and stuff. And then it was one day I just happened to mention to Crystal's grandma, you know, Oh yeah. You know, cause we were talking politics or something. And, I, and, um, I've mentioned Jordan Peterson. She's like, Oh yeah, I know Jordan. I'm like, Oh, you, you watch his stuff on YouTube. Oh no, I knew him when he was a little boy. It's like, <laughs> really? And she's like, Oh yeah, you went to school with, uh, with Aunt Kelly. And, and I was like, Oh, small. Like I knew he was from a small, like, as I I've heard, in an interview, he said he was from a small town in Alberta, but I didn't realize he was from my wife's hometown. Um, so that kind of blew me away. So anyway, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, and yeah, uh, three out of five. Uh, the next movie, there's a podcast I listen to called I Fanboy. It's a, it's typically a comic book podcast, but, um, Every month they do uh, this all media podcast uh, where they will, you know, do something besides talking about comic books. And they did a movie review, uh, I think a month or two ago, about the Poseidon Adventure. I've never actually watched the Poseidon Adventure. I've heard of it, um, never watched it. So I listened to these guys talk about it, and I was like, okay, I got to watch this now. So it, it, in Canada, it's on Disney Plus. So I actually watched it. And that was a good old, you know, disaster movie. Like I, I, I found myself really enjoying it. Um, you know, like as a guy who loves going on cruises, I've only been on one, but I, I intend to go on more. This uh, kind of scary, you know, like I could see this happening, you know, um, maybe not nowadays, but back then definitely. Um, so yeah, like, uh, Leslie Nielsen's the captain of the ship. So it was kind of weird seeing uh, Frank Drebin in a serious role, but a lot of people don't realize he was a serious actor. You know, he was a dramatic actor before he, you know, ventured into comedy. Um, so he was in it, and um, let me think here. Who else? Uh, uh, Lex Luthor. Um, Gene Hackman. He was in it. Uh, the Gramp, Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he, he was in it. Or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original 70s movie. He was in it. And uh, Roddy McDowell, uh, 
was in it, and yeah, it was Red Buttons was in it as well. A lot of you know old time you know 60s 70s actors and actresses were in this film, and it, I thought it was great. I I was enthralled. Um, you know, I I don't mind a good disaster movie, and this was definitely a good disaster movie. Have you ever seen Poseidon Adventure, Kev? I at some point, but it's been quite a long time. Yeah, apparently there was a sequel, and I just I don't see how that could work. But apparently they did one, and oh, I can't remember who's in it, but I know Sally Fields in it, and ba- back to back to the Poseidon or something it was called. I don't know. But, yeah, so basically the premise is, you know, like this cruise ship is hit by this big wave and basically it gets flipped around, like it's flipped upside down. So the top of it's still afloat, but the rest of it is sinking. Um, so think of like Titanic, but only if the boat was flipped over. Um, and, I mean, it, it's back in the day, like when they had to do practical special effects. There was no CGI so, you know, like there's fires, there's things blowing up, and this is really happening. Like, you know, like like I said, practical special effects. Kudos to the actors. Um, and I, I, I want to say it came out like 71 or 72. Um, but, yeah, it, it's worth checking out. Oh, Ernest Borgnine uh, was in it as well. And, uh, and he was great. Um, but, yeah, I would give that Poseidon Adventure... Uh, solid four out of five, definitely. So the last movie I'm going to talk about is a movie that came out last year, and it's called uh, Last Night in Soho. It's with Matt Smith, um, Anya Taylor-Joy, and, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the actress's name. I'm going to look her up. Um, She played Lady Olena on Game of Thrones. Um, she was also, um, in the original Avengers, Diana Rigg, um, Dame Diana Rigg. Um, so she was in, like I said, Game of Thrones, she was the Queen of Thorns. Uh, this was her last movie because she unfortunately passed away shortly after filming this movie and she was fantastic in it. Um, the whole cast was great. Uh, I thought Matt Smith did a great job, and Taylor Joy did a great job. Um, you know, it's it's about this this uh, young woman who goes back in time. Like she she's renting this old old this room in this old house from uh, Diana Rigg, and then she can like go back. It takes her back to the like the early nineteen sixties. And she's, you know, what, you know, meeting Matt Smith and, and living, uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character's life in the sixties. Um, I don't, I don't want to say too much, uh, cause I would give it away. Um, but it, it's, it's, you know, it looks good. It, it, it's got a mystery to it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it. It, uh, I thought it was good good uh good film another four out of five for me um so yeah that that's all i got kev this week do, do you have anything else you want to throw out there no i um i i had a busy week 
a busy time of non, you know, watching, reading, whatever. Um, yeah. My my dad informed me that he was finally doing a trip up here. He's been saying he's going to come up since like April, and <laughs> it just never worked out. Oh yeah. So I I spent a lot of time cleaning up because I I know and and I still I still had spots that I missed, but uh I know my dad's a bit of a clean freak, so I did all that I could. Yep. And then uh you know we went around, we did a bunch of stuff and everything. We had a good time. Uh, but he he came in and said that my place was a bit overwhelming. He said it was like walking into a comic store. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Just my 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 bookshelves, my posters, mm-hmm. my my figures, all of that. Yeah, that's the way I am too. And I, I it kind of sounds like our dads are very similar because my dad is also a neat freak, and. Um, when you go to my dad's house, yeah, his, like his living room's pretty simplistic. Like, you know, he's got, uh, you know, a couple pictures up on the wall and, you know, that's kind of it, you know, like he doesn't really have a whole lot of, you know, things in terms of, in terms of collectibles and stuff. Whereas you walk into my living room and, you know, bless my wife, she lets me get away with it. But, um, you know, there's lots of pop culture pictures and. And I, you know, I got shelves of stuff in my living room, you know, showing off my, my geek and comic book loving stuff, you know? Yeah. <coughs> well, my, my dad was military, so that's part of it. Ah, okay. Of, of, yeah. of the neatness and all. But then, you know, cause I, I went to see him, when was I down there? March, I want to say. Let's say March. I was down there mm-hmm. uh, to visit him. And. Like, he doesn't have, you know, uh, statues or toys or anything like that, obviously, or, or figures. You know, he, yep. he has things that matter. Yep. And, uh, you know, like, every picture on the wall is something that matters. It's either family or it's, like, a place he, he had been to and, and really enjoyed and wants a memory of it. Yep. Um, he, he has his desk with, like, certain accolades from work or from his life or, you know, an award or a badge or you know, his his military pins and, and flag and stuff. But even his bookshelf is like, it's either something that means a lot, you know, like uh, there, he's got a couple of uh, autographed books that he ended up meeting someone. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's what he's currently reading. And otherwise, it's gone. Yeah. You know, if, if he already read it and sat through it and he's never going to again, it's gone. Whereas I'm like, oh, I might read this again in 10 years because I very much enjoyed it. Let me keep it on the shelf. Yep. No, I, I'm I'm the exact same way because one of the things I've discovered is things go out of print. You yeah. Know, so I, I, I hate that. You know, like, oh, I'm going to get around to, you know, maybe I'll go pick these up. Nope. You can't unless you can find them at a used bookstore or you're willing to pay, you know, through the roof to, 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 to get them. So yeah, I keep that stuff around, but, um, so on the one hand, it's kind of nice, like with my dad, because, you know, I hate to think that, you know, one day my dad's going to be gone. Um, but one day he's going to be gone and there's not going to be much for me to go through. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like when I go, like, I kind of feel sorry for my family because there's a lot of junk that they're going to have to sort through. Um, which is why, like, now I'm making that effort to not get as much stuff, you know. 
Um, and the stuff I do have, I kind of look at it and do I need this, you know? So, you know, if there's something I can give to my, my son or my daughters or my, my nephew or whoever now, if, you know, if I can, if I, I can give that to them now and they can enjoy it, you know, I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not as bad as I'm making it sound. It's not like my house is like a hoarder house, you know, like, you know, like A&E or, or TLC, like those shows. It's not like that, but I mean, I do have a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, when it comes to, I don't know, as, as I'm getting older, it, it's, you know, I'm holding on to more things because either they weren't around available when I was a kid or, you know, I had them as a kid, but, you know, I lost them along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But, yeah, I seen the, uh, the picture of you and your, your dad and your son. So that that's cool. Where, where does your dad live? He's in Annapolis, Maryland, which is right outside of Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so there, there's actually a lot of... You know, uh, I mean, there's a lot of military down there already, mm-hmm. like active duty, but then a lot end up retiring there as well. Yeah. So how long, like, how long of a drive is that from where you're at to get down there? Uh, it took him about six and a half or seven hours when he just came up. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. That That's like uh, when we go up to my, my wife's hometown, it's about a six hour drive. Yeah, so he he waited till like the morning rush hour was done, headed up. Um, I I just still worked for the day because I'm like, well, why leave early when you're not even going to be here yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then uh, he he headed back, uh, texted me when he was back uh, to his home. He was absolutely exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can can't I'll imagine. Um, when I went to see him, I ended up flying down. Um, so I drove over to the nearest airport, left yeah. my car there, and it was like a 15-minute flight. Nice. Maybe even 45. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot quicker to fly and th- than I flew right into D.C. So, I mean, a lot quicker, but a lot more expensive, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, like, in your neck of the woods, yeah, there's definitely a lot more traffic. So, yeah, that's one thing to consider, too. And and I will say, and, and I'm sure you're seeing it in Canada as well, like we were discussing earlier with, you know, stuff happens for you a little bit sooner than it happens for us in the States and then mm-hmm. further you go south. But this, and, and maybe add it to our conversation from the previous episode there, um, this is one of the best times to drive because everything just looks so pretty and colorful. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, up here the fall colors don't stay too long. Like it, it, it's really beautiful, and then all of a sudden, boom, all the leaves are on the ground, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I was just thinking today I got to rake my yard. Ugh, <laughs> it's like I hate that time of year. But anyway, I think we can call this an episode, Kevin. Um, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Kevin, where can I find you, sir? You can find me across most social media sites at Masked Library. MaskedLibrary.com is my home blog, and I also frequently do things over at the Retro Network. Excellent. 
And you can catch me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. Uh, Kevin and I, just prior to this episode, because this episode is going to come out first. Prior to this episode, we recorded an episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, where we're going to be discussing our top five scary recommendations, just in time for the Halloween holiday season. So that'll be coming up in a, in a day or two after you hear this. So be sure to check that out. Um, all right. So on behalf of myself, uh, Chris Lockhart, and my co-host Kevin Decent, and our co-hosts who c- could not make it this evening, uh, Ragnar and Lillian, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded. Um, this was our weekly uh, news and discussion podcast, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. Yeah.